Welcome to the Springs in the Desert podcast. We're those friends that you can take with you wherever you are on the path of infertility. Hey there, I'm Jillian, your host. I am back again with Father Paul for episode two of examining our conscience as a community. If you are looking for a little bit of just some encouragement about why examining your conscience is good, I'm going to suggest you pause this episode and go back to the first one where we examined our conscience about our relationship with God. And so today we're going to examine our relationship with our spouse and we'll follow the same format as we did before in episode one. But before we dive in, I just want to yeah bring attention to the fact that we as a community have also been talking about changing the conversation that's happening in all of our relationships. But one of those is with our spouses. And sometimes when we go to restore our relationship with Christ, he calls us to restore our relationship with other people. And that might likely be our, our spouse. But even just getting to confession can be difficult. It can be, one, there could be a lot of fear behind having to really verbally say what's been stirring in your heart. Father, do you have any encouragement or thoughts about that fear, maybe how to come from a different place? Absolutely. I think the the whole thing is we've always been I don't want to say like we've been taught to. There's always been that idea of, oh, I'm afraid to tell the priest my sins. Oh, I'm afraid to do this. I'm afraid. And that's instilled in us from the time we're a little kid because, okay, I go in there and I say all the bad stuff that I did. And then that (laughs) hits us at that formative age of eight, nine. And then it sticks with us until we're like 79 and 89. (laughs) That's like not the relationship we want with the sacrament of reconciliation, which is why I think so many people, in my experience, anyway, I hear that that's why a lot of people shy away from going is because, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I just, I get really nervous, which is legitimate human emotions. But the question is, why are you getting nervous? Changing huh? <laughs> that conversation, well, you're nervous because you're afraid of what that person on the other end is going to say or what that person on the other end is going to think of you. But we have to remember, who are we talking to? Are we talking to the priest? In the sacramental sense, yes, but you're really, the one you are talking to is God the Father, right? God himself. And why should we be afraid? to talk to God. Are we ashamed of what we've done perhaps or what we're burdened by? Yeah. But is God ashamed of us? No, he's just happy and joyful and tears of jubilation that you've returned. And so Mm -hmm. the parable of the prodigal son, the the issue there is like the son doesn't know what the father's reaction is going to be. That's why he's so afraid. And oh, treat me like one of your hired servants, right? Treat me. Don't, you don't have to, I'm not worthy to be your son. Just treat me like your servant. And the father's, oh, no, puts the robe on him and the ring and the shoes and the kill the fatted calf and all that. Here's the difference between the prodigal son and us. Like, yeah, sure, we're just as bad as he is when it comes to sin, right? We're all that (laughs) bad. But the difference is we know what the father's reaction is going to be. It's going Mm. to be that one, restoring that baptismal grace, literally clothing us in that that gown of of righteousness, right? So that's going to be his reaction, right? My you know, why we have to celebrate the son that I have was dead and he's alive again, right? He was lost and now he's found. Every single time, that's what their reaction is going to be from God. So Mm -hmm. I'd want that, right? That's, Mm -hmm. don't shy away from that. So let's not be afraid. Let's be happy. That happy? Sure. Yeah, let's be happy that you know (laughs) that's what the reaction is going to be. I've sinned before God. I've sinned before you, Father. God the Father sinned before you. And here I am. Take me back. I'm not worthy to be 
your servant. I'm not worthy to be your child, but you accept me nonetheless. Yeah, that's really comforting because I do think there's a a lot, yeah, a lot of fear, not only that I've experienced, but I've heard from others that there can be a lot of fear around it. But to remember that we already know what his response is going to be is a really beautiful thing, I think, to just carry with us into the confessional and a really freeing thought to have. And I think although humans were apologizing or asking for forgiveness from a human and and that we don't necessarily know what that reaction will be like, the more and more we can conform ourselves to God through the sacraments and to become more like him, those relationships become restored more easily. And that's including with our spouse. Absolutely. And you bring up an excellent point here to kind of transition into the relational aspect of confession and and with our spouse. We don't call it the sacrament of forgiveness. It's Mm. called the sacrament of reconciliation because in in the English language, we like to equivocate forgiveness and reconciliation when actually (laughs) they're two totally different things, right? Forgiveness predicates you having done something wrong and you asking another party to overlook that transgression. But reconciliation means to make whole again, right? To reconcile, to become one again. So that's what we're really doing. Like you're asking God for forgiveness to the means of reconciling the relationship and making whole again. And that's the same thing with our spouse, right? So we can, I'll use the big word again, right? We'll equivocate that where you have a spousal disagreement, an argument, whatever, some tension in the relationship, you ask for forgiveness, but then you ultimately reconcile with one another and the relationship is made whole again. So there's really no difference. Wow. Thank you for pointing out the difference there, because that's very important. That's important yeah, to know. It's, it's an important <laughs> difference that goes quite overlooked. So, yeah, yeah, yes. And important, I think, just to know what we're asking for and what we're receiving in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. I think there's a lot of life there to give in that pointing out that difference. And, and this is our second second part of the series on examining our conscience. And so we're going to dive in now to examining a relationship with our spouse. I am going to, as I did before, read through the examination points that are on the exam that the team has written. It'll be linked in the show notes. These are meant to be um, a supplement to your regular uh, examination of conscience, but these are, again, maybe some of those difficult points that you might be having in your marriage. And so I'm going to read through them and give you some time to pray with them. So maybe you want to move to a location that you're able to enter into prayer. And Father Paul is going to add some words of wisdom and ask us some questions to guide us through this. So I'll give us some time to prepare our minds and hearts for this and I'll begin. my relationship with my spouse. Do I harbor resentment toward my spouse or blame him or her for our inability to conceive? Yeah, the blame game. That's real and it's tough. We can learn from the very beginning that one of the first marital disagreements was Adam and Eve playing the blame game. It leads nowhere good, but it's almost, I want to say, it's an unavoidable part 
of this journey of infertility, right? It, it, it's such an easy temptation to fall into, but don't let it be the thing separates you. Let it be the thing that brings you together because blaming each other for whatever the circumstance might be will accomplish nothing. But together, you'll accomplish something. Have there been times when I lacked compassion and sensitivity when my spouse was hurting or expressed his or her emotions? This might be a little heavy, but think about the final judgment and think about the compassion we want from Jesus Christ and think about how we, in our human weakness, might not give that compassion to others. Just think about what we want, right? We want that compassion from Christ. We want that compassion from others. So we have to give that same compassion. It's not easy, but that's why we're called to do it. Have I been tempted to dwell on past romantic relationships or sometimes allow myself to be preoccupied by thoughts about whether I would be a mother or a father, but for my spouse? Those are what we call in the biz, intrusive thoughts. Acknowledge them, focus your energy, let them pass, confess them, and give them to the Lord. Have I turned away from my spouse by engaging with pornography? Simply, that's a sin of you know relationship right relational am i what am i truly running from what am i truly hiding from what am i masking that's the question then. do i sometimes pressure my spouse to be intimate in order to increase our chances of conceiving rather freely and totally giving myself out of love That's really difficult on so many levels, but what that ultimately boils down to is, I am the Lord your God, you shall have no others before me. We can't make an idol out of the marital relationship. We can't make an idol out of trying to conceive. We can't make an idol out of any of these things, and that's essentially what we're doing there. So just remember that, and that goes back then to compassion and love and respect. In my desire for a child, have I objectified my spouse, seeing him or her as a means to the end of conceiving? Again, commandment number one. 
Listeners, some of these questions might be difficult to search your heart and to be able to honestly answer, give them to the Lord. And so if there's any feelings or thoughts or questions even that have arisen in your heart that you would like some clarification on, we will make sure that Father Paul's email is in the show notes for you to reach out to him. He's leading many in our community through spiritual direction or conversations about many of these kinds of topics and more. And we are praying for you as you examine your conscience. We're walking with you, examining our own conscience as we enter into this season of Lent. And we are here for you. We will see you on the next episode when we examine our relationship with others. Thanks, Father Paul. Thank you, Julian. God bless Thank you so much for joining us for this Springs in the Desert podcast episode. We would be so grateful if you took a minute to rate and review us so that we can reach more listeners. Don't forget to check out our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram and go to our website, springsinthedesert.org, where you can sign up for our newsletter and community prayer list, read our blog, and register for virtual and in-person events. Most importantly, remember that God loves you so much and so do we.